What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, 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 Chandler, we have a lot to get into this week. The first is that Ariana Maddox, a lot of people were saying we don't know enough about your breakup with Tom Sandoval. They're really just, we don't know enough. We don't know enough about this relationship. We haven't talked about this enough as a society, as a culture. People were not saying that. Yeah, that's what happened. And so Ariana got together with Penguin Classics and they are releasing a book about this breakup. No, no one was saying that. Um, however, regardless, Ariana Maddox is finally, Chandler, ready to share her side of Scandal because apparently oh we have not heard it. On Friday, the Vanderpump Rules star announced that she'll soon release a book about the destruction of her nearly decade-long romance with wow. Tom Sandoval due to his affair with Rachel Levis. So this is what her Instagram caption was. She said, these last few months have been a whirlwind, and though I'm in a better place now, having my personal devastation unfold so publicly was painful. Through all the rumors and crazy headlines, everyone had their own hot take on what happened, and I'll be forever grateful for those who continue to support me through all of it. But now is the time that I'm fully telling my side of the story. Bartending will always be my thing, and my new book, Single as Fuck Cocktails, is my breakup album, the story of our relationship, and the betrayal that ended it all told through drinks. Chandler. Wow. What a concept. What a concept. Were you interested in a tale of love and betrayal told through mixology, specifically the tale of Tom and Ariana? No. Let's just say I wasn't (laughs) yearning for that. In fact, even after we recorded our last Patreon, I was like, I've talked about these people far too much. Like I, I need to clear space in my brain. I need to like use some sage and I just need to move forward with my life. Can I tell you what this book is giving me? Yes, please. I mean this with all due respect to Ariana. I hope she's getting a huge, what is it called? Advance. I hope she's getting a big check for this. But this book is giving 70% off at Barnes and Noble in a year from now. This shit is on TJ Maxx clearance. Like it's like one of the things you can pick up on the way to the Mm -hmm. checkout. Mm Mm-hmm. Chandler, you are absolutely correct. Barnes and Noble clearance. I don't think that they're going to have enough space for all the inventory of this book. Also, I would just love a book about the breakup and their relationship or being on VPR. I don't need the mixology part of it. Like, I know someone pitched that to her and they're like, this is genius, but I don't need the recipe book. It's just so contrived. And I think that it speaks to, on some level, sometimes the poor business acumen of some of these celebrities Mm -hmm. or these reality stars, because really she should be doing something that's e-commerce. People can buy immediately. It can ship now. They can click on that Instagram link. It's not pre-ordering a book for holiday. It's buying it now. And I think that Honestly, like the sandwich shop, this book release, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to be pre-ordering this book. As a woman trying to support a woman, I get it. Cash in all you can, Ariana. Go you. But I just don't know that I need, you know, the story of their, she calls it their breakup album. Her breakup album is this single AF cocktails book. Yeah. I if don't you're thinking think so of getting either. me something for Christmas, skip by this, please. Okay, can we move on to something else? Yes, please. Another topic. Mm-hmm. So Heather Dubrow, mm-hmm. our queen, okay? Queen yeah. of, she, you know, she loves a designer label. She loves a syringe of Botox, this mm-hmm. fine woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what else she loves, Chandler? A syringe what? of Ozempic, okay? Um, Whoa. 
she hasn't saying that she's on Ozempic, but yeah. she has come out very pro Ozempic. And I recently have been giving the big O a lot of thought. Um, I've been thinking about Ozempic, sem- semaglutide. Sem- how do you pronounce sem- it? Semaglutide. 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 Semaglutide as semaglutide for the rest of the episode. Just she has for trouble fun. with words. So anyway, so this is what Heather had to say about it. She says, I'm over this whole Ozempic shaming thing. I'm also over people asking, are you on Ozempic? Would anyone ask someone if they're on a beta blocker, if they're on statins for their cholesterol? Why are people asking for people's private medical information? She says that it seems to be working wonders for people with diabetes and also for weight loss. And she says, I think it's going to end up being like Botox. And she basically tells a story of how when Botox first came mm-hmm. out, someone, she was doing an interview with like Us Weekly and they said, what's the craziest thing in your fridge? And she said, Botox actually. And yeah. people were like freaking out like, oh my gosh, Botox. I don't know. Do you remember when Botox first came out? Uh, how like taboo it was you might have been in preschool but when botox first came out there was a lot more like shame and weirdness around it yeah and now botox is so common i feel like getting botox is like nothing like people get it all the time um it's like getting your nails done almost at this point right there's no shame around it and what she's saying is she thinks that ozempic will be just like that like in Mm. five or ten years it'll be so common to have gone on Ozempic, to do it for a short course, to be on it. And that, you know, shaming people is really kind of being on the wrong side of history. Lauren, I had some initial judgmental thoughts about Ozempic. And I want you to know that I am now standing on the right side of history. And I'm on the same page as Heather Dubrow. Yeah, I think you and I both on this podcast were saying how like, you know, you should really try to lose weight naturally. And, you know, it just seems like a shortcut. And we were both kind of judgmental biatches on this show. Yeah. And we were rightfully put in our place. Honestly, you know, it changed my mind. I know a few people who have done it. Oh, really? And it's changed okay. their life. And they and I, yeah. I've apologized to them for being judgmental. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I had this funny moment where I remember thinking like, you know, people should really just, they should try to just eat only whole foods and see where their body lands, right? Like if you've truly only eaten food God created for Mm -hmm. six months and you still are not landing in a place that you feel like is healthy for you, then maybe it's time for a medical intervention. It's literally the Serena Joy like diet. You should only eat foods God has created (laughs) for you in the Garden of Eden. You should enter the Garden of Eden and only pick fruit from the tree. We are living in a fallen world, and it's my biblical divine diet that I want to discuss. Actually, everyone can pre-order my book, (laughs) The Divine Diet. The Divine Diet, gorgeous. That will absolutely be 70% (laughs) off at Barnes & Noble. That's actually going to be like everything must go. It's buy one, get one free of God's diet or whatever. But here's my thing. Then I realized, Chandler... When have I ever been able to go six months only Literally. eating things divinely right. created, only eating, you know, fruit from the trees and leaves mm-hmm. from the grasses mm-hmm. and meat from that which roams the earth? Like, I've never been able to completely right. cut off myself from deliciousness, from processed foods, from unhealthy food for a really long period of time. And to be honest with you, anytime I've ever really been very strict with myself, it's created a lot of disordered habits where I've binged and it's just been very hard for me Yep, to have a healthy relationship with food when I'm being so strict about what I'm eating. To Mm -hmm. me, honestly, almost like the most mentally healthy way for me to approach food is in a casual way. Yep. So anyway, so I thought that it was actually really unself-aware to have that even thought process, like to try to offer that kind of wisdom because I've never even been able to do that. I completely agree. And I think I'm glad you had that moment of self-reflection. What really helped me understand this medication a lot more was reading people's accounts of taking it and Mm -hmm. the way that they talked about how it affected their mental state with food. I think to me was where a switch flipped and I was like, this is amazing. This is an amazing drug. Basically, a lot of people just talk about how it sort of turns off their food noise. And I think that is the ultimate food neutrality and and almost like intuitive eating when food doesn't have this crazy power over you and your mental state. And I think that is what this drug does for a lot of people. And I think that is wonderful and powerful. And 
if you're working under the care of a doctor and the doctor says it's okay for you to take it, you should take it. And I think we should stop judging people. Yeah. I was listening to Claudia Oshry on the, I was listening to the Toast Patreon account and she was talking about her experience taking it. And she was also talking about how genetics is essentially the number one cause of obesity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that really people who are naturally thin just have like no place whatsoever or naturally whatever where they want to be they have no place whatsoever telling people whether they should or shouldn't because they actually like I personally have no idea what it's like to eat everything I want and land in a place that's dramatically outside where I'd like to be like my mm -hmm. body just mm -hmm. operates within a certain 10 pounds and that's kind of it for me like weight is so genetic and so if you can have something that is going to turn off that food chatter. I mean, one of the things she talked about, speaking about food chatter, she was saying that like her brain is was constantly thinking about what's she going to eat for breakfast? Mm -hmm. What's she going to eat for lunch? What's she going to eat for a snack? How mm -hmm. much of it is she going to eat? Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I just really don't deal with that. I think I'm, it's been a long time since I've had a lot of food noise. Yeah. The only times when I had food noise was when I was really restricting myself. And totally. then I would kind of like go crazy in my head because I wanted certain things and I couldn't, I wouldn't let myself have them. So anyway, yeah, kind of a long-winded way of saying that I have no place to judge. And honestly, I have another thing to say, okay? We don't know the super long-term impacts of this drug are, right? Like we don't know if 40 years down the road, what could happen? I do think people have been on this drug though for years and years. It's not like yes. it's just it's new it's a newly developed thing that just, you know, I think it's for just sure. now acceptable for weight loss to be taken. I believe that it's been out since 2012 for diabetes. So we don't know what it we don't know what the 30 year plus ramifications right. are. Right. And there is a difference between ozempic and semaglutide. Okay. Well, my point being essentially we yeah. do know the negative impacts of carrying a lot of excess weight. We do know how that negatively impacts your health. We do know mm -hmm. how that is actually something that, you know, excess weight is the number one contributing cause to cancer, to heart disease, to the leading causes of death in uni the United States. So anyway, it's like, well, we definitely know that this thing isn't good for you. Right. So right. if something can help you, you should do it. And yeah. also like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm pro the O. Oh, I listened also to that toast episode. It's actually on their Patreon and I highly recommend everyone go listen to it because I think Lauren, I think she brought up and I think, I think you and I talked about, you know, there's a lot of experiences that people who, you know, struggle with their weight go through and there's a ton of fat phobia in like the world. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she said something that like, I don't know. I just, she said being I don't know if she used these words, but she said being like a bigger girl is one of the hardest things you can experience. Mm -hmm. And I, as someone who's like struggled with her weight, I can understand that to, you know, to the degree of my own experience. And yeah. I just, I guess I want to champion people doing anything that makes them feel better about themselves. Like period, full stop. Honestly, hearing her talk about her experience really just opened my eyes to how yes. I don't know anything about so much of these i i have no effing clue i mean mm -hmm. she was talking about how you know if she was going to a certain place like if i'm going to new york and i just don't have the right pair of pants and i need to go shopping when i'm there i can reliably count on the fact that i can just get clothes wherever i am right she was like it was so stressful for me to go mm -hmm. places mm -hmm. and have no confidence that i could get clothes if i needed to well it's like in the logistics it's just harder the sheer yeah. logistics. And then how about just like the everyday comfort in your body? Like she talked about how it was hard for her to, or how she never crossed her legs mm -hmm, before. Mm -hmm. And she yeah. always thought that that was just like not what she did, but that was yep. just because she physically, it was difficult for her too. Right. I mean, right. there's so many just everyday experiences. Also, I think the thing that I, sorry, I'm kind of getting soapboxy, but the thing that drives me crazy is like what you said, there's so much fat shaming, fat phobia, especially mm -hmm. from men. Especially yes. from young, metabolically healthy men who can eat anything Honestly, in sight. Men of all ages, I'll say it. Men of all ages, men who are just used to being able to eat anything in sight and then have no ramifications, not carry mm -hmm. any body fat. It is just 
like the fat phobia of men like that towards especially overweight women is so abhorrent um, and having to deal with those awful comments, those awful Mm -hmm. attitudes. I mean, also it's so much harder to get employment to, right. you know, I think there's statistics there's that show you get bias. paid less. Yes. There's a total yeah. bias. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I just think that we should just be like singing the praise of big pharma creating this because honestly, like if there's something that can reduce all this suffering and then all also all the, the disease that being overweight contributes to, that's incredible. Like that is the best thing that has ever happened to our country essentially. I could not agree more. And I think if if you have a reaction to people taking this drug, which I did initially, I think it's an opportunity to maybe look inward and think about the way you ascribe virtue to people who are thin and people who struggle with their weight. Because, you know, I think in our society, we see people who are thin as more disciplined, who mm-hmm. are smarter or, you know, are just more virtuous because... Mm-hmm. They are thin. And I think that people can think of people who are overweight as lazy, unmotivated. And there's just so much more to the picture. There's a great article in The New Yorker called, Will the Ozempic Era Change How We Think About Being Fat and Being Thin? And this to me was another watershed moment with how I thought about people taking Ozempic because I think we hold a lot of judgment for people who are overweight and we give a lot of virtue to people who are thin. And there's, yeah. There's more well, to it. I think there's also a deeper conversation also about how we ascribe a lot of virtue to people with symmetrical, beautiful features. The human conflation of beauty and virtue is such a strange impulse. Right. You know, studies show that even children gravitate towards people that are have a certain level of physical beauty. And sometimes I'll catch myself, like I'll be watching a show and I'm like, oh, I don't really like her. And then I realize like, do I not like her? Because I just don't love looking at her like yeah, literally yeah. I've thought that yeah. and why do I like this one that I think it also happens to just be so pretty I do think it's a very human quality and it's a very mm-hmm. big failing that we somehow find ourselves just liking people who we like looking at and, and instinctively disliking people who we dislike looking at right like right, what right. a failure of the human yep. brain and anyway I think that I'll say that it's it's a very human thing to maybe have these reactions and these preconceived notions or these sort of like deeper judgments, but it's just an opportunity for growth and for, you know, you to evolve. So I invite everyone to do that. And finally, to put a cap on the Ozempic thing, I just think that there's a lot of headlines about like, oh my gosh, this person, their stomach developed this like crazy side effect. The vast majority of people have little to no side effects and are doing great. And like, don't let like scaremongering headlines impact whether you get in the driver's seat of your health, essentially. That's my, don't let like fear because it's going to generate more clicks for USA Today to put out some headline about how Ozempic is, is actually doing all these crazy bad things. Like really actually read the research and listen to your doctor. And I don't know. I, I love how now I'm giving medical advice, but I just think it's kind of a miracle and it's an awesome thing that we have. And I will definitely do it someday when the day comes that I struggle with my weight. Cause I just think that's something that happens to everyone throughout their life at some point. Also, everyone also sheeple wake up. The diet <laughs> industry is a billion dollar industry. They want you to continue yo-yo dieting and taking raspberry ketones or whatever the hell Wait, is the new so true. thing that they don't want you to have this one and done or, you know, potentially like life-saving medication you know they want you to continue yo-yo dieting and trying a bunch of new things also and i'm just giving straight medical advice if you struggle with alcoholism i am a doctor i do have a medical degree in (laughs) in the in the poetry of the body (laughs) and this is what i want to say if you struggle with anything that's really compulsive that you have a have a very compulsive you know gambling online gambling i know someone they gambled away 300 grand okay online gambling shit. recently i know and devastated some some dreams of their family my only point being honestly if you struggle with alcoholism or something that's really debilitating your life here's my other opinion why wait 10 years 
10 important years for the FDA to come tell you that this is now approved for this thing. Like we know that it basically just curbs all kinds of like manic compulsive thoughts. So I think that it's okay to be your own physician and advocate. One more thought. And I know we've said last thing 18 times. (laughs) I do think that where people are taking issue and where I do validate is when people are posting workout type material and, and clearly there's been a dramatic weight loss and they are just claiming that it was just from, you know, they decided to walk nine miles a day or whatever Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Let's name some names, you know, has, has now just said, Oh, I just, you know, work out more. And I think Mm -hmm. that is where it's like, you're lying to people. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but you're lying to people by saying I've lost weight because I have just worked out more. I totally agree with you. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansymboleats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansymboleats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com, pop apologist 20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor, try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. I have a topic I want to talk about. Please. Jack Antonoff, Margaret Qualley's mm. wedding happened this weekend. Did you see? I mean, I know Taylor Swift went to something this weekend. Um, I, I was paying a lot of attention to her walking in a certain like parking lot in New Jersey. Is that where she was? Let's talk about our demure queen walking in. <laughs> we did find out the brand of the dress she was wearing to the rehearsal dinner, which was. Oh, which was Hill House, I think. Hill House, Hill House Home. This woman, she loves a demure eyelet off the shoulder vibe. Mm-hmm. Yes. This woman loves a prairie on a budget vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we got here with Taylor Swift, but that's her style. She loves an innocent eyelet from Madewell. And we love this queen for it. We love this queen. She had a little braid in her hair, then kind of a messy bun. She's never in full glam, I feel like. Mm -mm. Unless she's like maybe at her concert. She's just, I just, and I love her look. No, I mean, I think Taylor Swift at her core, her aesthetic is cozy Tumblr 2012. Yeah, it has been for a very long time. She likes a prairie farm girl vibe. She loves her natural hair color with her little braid. Mm -hmm. She loves an innocent doe-eyed vibe. At most, it's a red lip. At most. She's very rarely vampy. You're right. Absolutely. Enough about her fit. Let's talk about the chaos that ensued once she, you know, set foot on the scene. If you have been living under a rock this weekend, you maybe did not see the photos and videos of the crowds that swarmed this Long Island, I think, restaurant that they were having this rehearsal dinner at. So basically, SUVs pull up, Taylor Swift walks in, there's photos, you know, and videos of her walking into the restaurant. There's a crowd already. 
by, you know, the time night falls hours later at the end of this rehearsal dinner, it looks like Coachella. I mean, someone said it. It's Michael Jackson level. Like she's the Michael yes. Jackson of our time. She's the Beatles of our time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And no other celebrity commands this kind of fanfare. But let's just be honest. If you found out that Taylor Swift was in a one hour driving distance, I think two is a little long, but one hour driving, our ass is getting in the car and we Absolutely. are driving down and we're going to stand on the sidewalk for even a glimpse of our ash haired beauty of our queen. It's funny of to our be queen. because Channing Tatum and oh, Zoe, Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz were also like right behind her, but like, I just didn't even see them. They're like, just, I'm sorry, they're, they're background characters, background characters, no. non-playing characters. I'm curious, Shana, what did you think about all the fanfare? Did you feel like obviously this is this day is not about her it's about that guy jack and and margaret his fiance no i'm just kidding it's about jack antonoff and margaret Qualley. did you feel like taylor swift could have been more demure in her presence at this event i do i'm not okay. saying it's her fault i'm not saying that she wanted attention Okay. I do think there was potentially strategies where she could have literally, you know, under some umbrellas and potentially a sheet gone into this or pulled up to a back door. I'm not sure if this restaurant, you know, was retrofitted for A-list celebrities, but I've got to believe that there was potentially a more inconspicuous way to attend and to arrive. You know, she did do kind of like the full walk that she does, you know, from the car to the studio that we've all seen. So yeah, that being said, I'm not trying to say that she wanted all the attention and maybe Jack and Margaret were okay with it. Maybe they're like, yeah, it's like, it's going to be fun fanfare. We want the crowds. Yeah. It's our day. Yeah. I did see that she did go in through a back door to one of the events. I kind of think that if there is a garage, she would have pulled in. If there was a yeah. way to go in super inconspicuously, she would have. That is what I believe is in the heart of Taylor Swift. I think she gets plenty of attention. I agree with you. I don't think that she wants any more. The one thing I will say though, Lauren, Okay. What? So you know her her apartment in New York, like how there's always yeah. crowds, and she's in yeah. that scene in Miss Americana. She's like, so this is my front door. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She goes through that exit if she wants to be photographed. There is a back entrance that she can take. Oh, really? She can take yes. Which is why I have a little bit of maybe there was a, a more inconspicuous way because she she does both. Mm, okay. Obviously, this woman, she is not immune to wanting – she means she's a mega star. She wants the attention. Yeah. I'm not sure that she was after it on this event. Can I tell you something that's going to really stir the pot? Okay? It's going to be guess, shocking. Her tits are looking real good. It's making me reconsider my no-boob job stance. Sister, whatever you want to do, I'm going to support <laughs> And that little lace blue bustier, I mean, I mean, I was getting I, those Gaylor tingles. I was, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I want CC numbers. I want the doctor's name and address. It's the perfect amount. It's the Kendall Jenner boob job well before Kendall Jenner mm -hmm. went under the knife. It yep. is just that perfect little pop. And you know what I'm also loving about Taylor right now? She's always walking around with a glass of wine. She's mm. constantly picturing now with a glass of wine. I feel like she's very much in her like celebratory, I'm the queen of the world era. Good. And I appreciate it. She's given me permission to order a glass of ice with every glass of wine I get at a restaurant. <sighs> and I, I happily do it. And this is pretty gross. Sometimes I do it even with red. That is kind of gross. I mean, it is I, gross, but I kind of like it. I don't know. I, I like it. I'll say it. I'm embarrassed, but I like it. I mean, obviously it's better with white, but I kind of like red wine sometimes with, with, I don't know. I like a chili drink. I look like trash. I'm literally, I have no vision. I have no taste. I'm, I'm no, I don't have a leg to stand on when I criticize the BPR cast. A chilled wine is so much better. Why can't we just normalize refrigerating red wine, essentially? Exactly that. It's exactly that. I don't necessarily, I don't want watered down wine, but I do want a chilled situation. I want a chilled red wine in my glass that, guess what? Yes, it might come out a little too cold. Don't worry about it, Susan. In 20 minutes, it'll be the perfect temperature. Perfect. And guess what? I've gotten to sip and enjoy for mm -hmm. 20 solid minutes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Is if they bring it out at the perfect 55 degrees for a red, especially where I live in Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, Mexico, 
guess what? That's going to be swamp ass. Okay. I'm going right. to be drinking a swampy beverage Literally in a little under 30 lukewarm. seconds. Yeah. On this subject, very quickly, yeah. I have been indulging. So I'm actually like drinking a little bit less right now and, yeah. you know, just trying to treat my body well. Okay. I'm going to Portugal, though. I'm definitely going to in- indulge. Please but do. I, I have been drinking a lot of non-alcoholic wines because I just like the ritual of like a beverage okay, and I so like still something. on that train. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it is really? so good. They're also like low sugar. Like they're, they're good for you. They're, it's essentially just like kind of just like kombucha. I brought one even to like my celebration dinner last night. I I've been very chill, but also everyone today's my birthday. Um, Happy birthday. <laughs> that, says. that being said, I've in the bathtub, I fill up a large wine glass with ice. Okay. Then I pour whatever non-alcoholic wine I want into it. And then I take a bath and I read my Kindle and I sip on this chili wine and it is so delicious. It's a delightful experience. And, and anyone not enjoying this is living an unlived life. Well, my, honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, I want that sip of wine. I want that wine moment a lot of the time, especially on a weekday, but I don't necessarily want anything beyond half a glass of a buzz at all. Totally. Honestly, if any buzz, like I just want the ritual, but I can't even read once I'm a glass deep, I feel like. And you know what it is? It's not even that I want something sweet like I don't want juice I don't want like something that's like too sickly sweet or like too indulgent I just I want something that kind of makes me sip on it slower which is Mm -hmm. why it becomes a ritual all right there are ones that are good enough literally I can name five I would love to take everyone through my favorite non-alcoholic wines we should have 58 ember reach out to these people yes potentially do sponsorships I'll just say I won't even use the name because you know I'm gonna play my cards closer to the chest there's a place in my neighborhood. It's delicious. And I go there and they are a little bit more expensive than I want them to be, but it's fine. Like literally an entire bottle of wine there is like 150 calories or 200 calories. Amazing. It's crazy. It's amazing. Back to Taylor Allison Swift. Yeah. Do you think her and Margaret got into it after the the fanfare? Yeah. Do you think Margaret was like, this is my day? Actually, Chandler, thank you for bringing this up. I learned a lot about Margaret Qualley from her wedding looks. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Margaret's vibe is very low key. Her haircut even is so not, you know, look at me, look at me. Mm -hmm. She might be low key, that kind of girl, but this is her, her aesthetic is chill. Um, But this is not a girl who on the surface ever wants to appear to be trying very hard at all. No. Um, Her looks were very chill. Her wedding dress was very simple. Then she changed into like a very demure, basically what looked like a temple dress. We could have worn to a beehive excursion to do baptisms for the dead. I don't think that Margaret came after Taylor for stealing the show or the spotlight. I think so too. I think Margaret is a fascinating character. Do you want to hear a little bit about, you know, her life before Jack? I I would love to. Before we do that, though, Chandler, can we mention our sponsor for this month on the podcast? Let's mention our sponsor because I'm I'm dripping in our sponsor. Okay. You got your tennis necklace. Can you please share your thoughts? It's so good, right? It's so good. It's so beautiful. It's so indulgent and sparkly, but it's also subdued. And I wear it to the gym and I feel like a queen, but I also feel like a subdued queen, a demure queen. Okay. Like a Taylor Allison Swift. It's like the perfect balance of, I would say an everyday necklace. It's a, it is a staple, but it is such a skinny sliver of like the most intense white, bright sparkle. Mm -hmm. The diamond quality is really good. I mean, look at me in it now. I haven't taken it off. I never want to take it off. It's so beautiful. Ben also loves it. Ben's really? complimented me multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something about it too, where I'm like, I'm in like pajamas, but I have this, like these sparkles around my neck and I just feel mm-hmm. gorgeous. I feel gorgeous. It feels really feminine too. Um, mm-hmm. the diamond, whatever, you know, like marketing campaign, the diamond industry has been, you know, selling to us for hundreds of years, like is working because I just, it feels like a little bit of like just added elegance to every single look that I'm in. And mm-hmm. I love that I never take it off. It's that perfect pop of sparkle. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm rambling because I love it so much. Also, I love my, you know, matching tennis bracelet that is very special and that you got for me. And it's the perfect little set and I'm my life is complete. So, it really is the perfect set. jewelry. 
I'm wearing the set too right now, the tennis bracelet tennis necklace. So everyone, for the month of August, you can go to casitajewelry.com and get 30% off anything site-wide. This includes charm bracelets. This includes the diamond tennis necklace and bracelet. Anything you want, 30% off site-wide at casitajewelry.com through August 31st. Use code POP APOLOGIST. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So let's get into Chandler and Margaret Qualley. I want to talk more about her with you because... I'm not going to lie to you. This woman is a little bit of, a, of an enigma to me. Okay. I know her as the leggy hot girl in the Brad Pitt movie, but that's basically all I know about her. So I would love for you to, you know, share with me what our listeners need to know about Jack Antonoff's new bride. Of course. I would happily love to, you know, walk you through a little bit of about Margaret Qualley. I'm not going to take you, you know, through her life because I actually think that might be a little bit boring. No offense to our girl, um, but she okay. is a nepo baby. She's the daughter of Andy McDowell and a man whose last name is Quali. I'm sorry, I'm blanking <laughs> on his first name. That's her dad. Is he of note at all, or is he just like a rich guy who married an actress? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Okay, doesn't matter. Who cares? Andy McDowell. You would recognize her. I don't know what she's from, but she's no. What I is do. She from? She's stunning, by the way. Yes, she is. She's absolutely gorgeous. I don't, I cannot say like oh, what she's been in, but everyone would recognize her mom. So right, she's won right. the genetic lottery for sure. She absolutely has. And I want to touch on, you know, a brief moment for Mar Margaret, but a bigger moment in pop culture. And this moment is when she briefly dated Shia LaBeouf. Do you remember anything about this? I know that Shia LaBeouf was basically outed as a major asshole, but I don't remember. I think there was like a litany of women that he basically abused, including FK Twigs, right? Yes, you're exactly correct. And let me just state, I'm not trying to rain on the union of Jack and Margaret by bringing up her exes, but I think it might be interesting for our listeners to, you know, talk about this scandal that happened within the last three years because, you know, it, it involves Margaret, but it's, it's a bigger thing that happened. All right. So let me, let's walk you through it. Is that Please. okay? I would love that. Okay. So also her dad's name is Peter Qualley. Like I said, doesn't matter. So before she met Jack Antonoff, she dated Shia LaBeouf. She's also dated other people, but you know, this is one of her more notable exes. And this is when I actually first became aware of Margaret Qualley was during this moment. And their relationship was very short. It was only a month, but it came under intense scrutiny oh, really? and it was complicated because they met on the set of a music video called Love Me Like You Hate Me. Um, okay. It's a very intense music video. You're welcome to watch it in your own time. It's a little bit graphic. Um, there's some nudity. So everyone, you know, watch on your own time if that's something that appeals to you. It's very intense. But they okay. met on the set of this music video where she's the love interest. Shia LaBeouf is, is the guy. So they met in the fall of 2020. And by December of 2020, FKA Twigs filed a lawsuit against Shia LaBeouf, accusing him of sexual battery, assault, and infliction oh, wow. of emotional distress. And at this point, 
uh, Margaret and Shia LaBeouf are dating. They are, you know, in a relationship and they have been photographed together. Okay. And so FKA Twigs files this lawsuit and they're in the middle of dating and they continue to date in, you know, in the heat of all these claims. And really? not only do they continue to date under the cover of darkness, but they are like pictured heavily making out like in the weeks and days post lawsuit, which I thought was very interesting. And which is why it came under intense scrutiny because it was like, not only did all these claims just come out against like Shia LaBeouf, but there's one of them just like heavily making out an at LAX, like against a car, just stuff where it's like, oh, maybe you should just like not be photographed. Well, if we know anything about most of these celebrities is that they're photographed when they are choosing to be photographed. So it is interesting. Right. It sounds like Shia LaBeouf, a lot of these abusive guys, they really know how to hook a girl. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she was probably hooked really good by the time all this stuff came out and he was feeding her, you know, some lines of bullshit. Right, right. So I want to actually get into a little bit about the lawsuit briefly. Okay. Between FK Twigs and Shia? Yes, correct. Let me debrief a little bit of some of the stories in the lawsuit. Okay. So one of the times where he was abusive, the lawsuit mentions the fact that Shia LaBeouf was driving recklessly and he removed his seatbelt and threatened to crash the car unless she professed her love for him. It gets crazier. After he stopped the car, he allegedly threw her against the car. Wow. Additionally, during their relationship, he tried choking FK Twigs and knowingly gave her an STD. And they dated for about a year, by the way. It's really, it's really sad. It's really dark. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely horrific. So the lawsuit accuses him of, quote, a relentless abuse, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. Shocker, shocker. I don't have some crazy hot take. This is absolutely egregious. I think if you've seen the movie Honey Boy, which is kind of about Shia LaBeouf's life, he had a really terrible upbringing. And I think he has a lot of demons, obviously not an excuse, but he has a dark past. And I just think he struggles with a lot. And so back to FKA Twigs, she did an interview with Elle magazine and she said, what I went through with Shia was the worst thing I've been through in my whole, in the whole of my life. I don't think people would ever think it would happen to me, but that's the thing. It can happen to anybody. I think that abusive relationships, they don't start out that way, right? They start out really good, especially they, a lot of times they can have higher highs, you know, because right. the people that tend to be abusive tend to be those kind of manic depressives where mm-hmm. things are so good and you're love bombed and then they're so bad. I mean, the driving in the car recklessly and saying he's going to crash unless you, he, you say you love him, like that is just full blown. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't I even mean, know how to diagnose that. It's, it's so extreme. Yeah, absolutely. So a few other facts, um, a woman named Carolyn Fa, a stylist who also dated Shia, also accuses the actor of abuse in the lawsuit. So she's also a part of it. So let the record state that Shia denied some of the claims in the email, but he told the New York Times that he has, quote, no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalizations. I have been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years. I have a history of hurting the people closest to me. I am ashamed of that history and I'm sorry to those I've hurt. And, you know, he does deny some of it, but he says the women should have the opportunity to air their statements publicly and accept accountability for those things that I've done. So this kind of all happens and they're still dating. They do break up about a month later, but the story really doesn't end there about his bad relationship yes. with FK Twigs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, apparently her family was really concerned. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine being Andy McDowell? No. And finding out that you're, this is the guy that your daughter is dating. I mean, I just, I would have turned off all the credit cards. Literally. Until she was out of that relationship. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, but the story doesn't end here because in the following year, FKA does that piece in L that I spoke about briefly. And Margaret reposts the cover to her Instagram story with just the words, thank you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Margaret later told Harper's Bazaar that she posted the cover because, quote, it was important to me for her to know that I believe her. And it's as simple as that, end quote. Apparently, after the piece came out, they had a conversation, FKA Twigs and Margaret. And Twigs wanted her to actually testify in the trial that happened this year. Um, But Mm. she didn't, and she didn't want to testify. And it seems that because she didn't want to testify, obviously, you know, this was frustrating to 
FKA Twigs. And there was even a moment where they ran into each other in the Bel Air Hotel and they got into a little bit of a fight about it. Wait, FKA Twigs and Margaret Qualley did? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, yeah. It seems that Margaret didn't want to throw herself into the lawsuit, um, but they ran into each other at the Bel Air Hotel. And it's unclear who approached who, but the pair got into an intense verbal dispute over the matter in full view of the other hotel guests to the point where even Jack Antonoff got involved and was defending Margaret. Oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I just think that's some interesting bit of context to Margaret Qualley and her life in the public eye. I think that Jack Antonoff has always seemed like a really nice guy. And so I'm happy that she ended up with someone who, for all intents and purposes, seems like a really stable, nice Jewish boy. Right. And since the trial got delayed to November of this year, I definitely will be tuning into that. Okay, Chandler. Well, I do have something to share with you. I got a very interesting DM recently, and I would love for you to hear about this exchange I had with someone. Are you ready? Okay. Was it hot? Was it sexy? (laughs) It was not hot. Uh, It was of a decidedly spiritual orientation. So someone named Spiritualist on Instagram reached out and he said, may the peace of all Dumer God, the creators of heaven and earth be upon you, Lauren. I am passing through your page and I saw a sign (gasps) on your profile. So a vision was revealed to me about you and the (sighs) right thing to do is to pass this important message. (gasps) Blessings be upon you. Wait, hold on. What did he say? I'm passing through your page. I was passing through your page and I saw a sign on your profile. So a vision was revealed to me. About I you. love the idea of saying that I'm, I wasn't scrolling. I was passing through their page. I was passing through your page. <laughs> and on my vision was other revealed pages. to me. Oh my gosh. This, this person has a way with words. I said, wow, thank you so much. And he said, thank you for applying my, to my message, Lauren. May the peace and blessings of Aludumer God be with you. Due to what was revealed to me, you're a destined child directly from birth. Okay. Okay. You have a bright star and a promising future, but you have not been able to shine the way you are meant to shine due to hate, envy, and jealousy from people towards you. Where you are now is not where you were meant to be. You should be greater and more successful than your present state. Oh my God. I'm like, (laughs) finally, someone fucking gets it. I'm just like, yes, this person is getting a vision. Right. But due to some spiritual blockages that have been in you for a while, you're held back. You have not been able to exceed and receive some of the greater blessings. That is why sometimes your expectations are not always as you would want them to be. And there are a lot of things that your heart desires, but you have not been able to get those things. It is all due to the blockages. And until the blockages are removed, that was when you will be able to start flourishing. Okay. Do you feel blocked? Actually, I think that a lot of this tracks for me. Okay. Yeah. I think that... I should be a bigger star at this point. I mean, Mm -hmm, a star at mm -hmm. all. So anyway, I said, that's really so kind of you. Thank you. How do I clear the blockages? Yeah. And he said, to know how to clear those blockages, I will carry out a consultation on your behalf with all the Dumer God and your great ancestors to show us the steps they want you to take in order to clear the, the blockages. For now, kindly give me your WhatsApp number because that's where I use mainly because of prayer calls and stability. So when I'm done with the consultation, I'll text you there. Wait, is he saying it's literally easier for him to like get in contact with God via WhatsApp versus like IG DMs? Essentially. So I did look up. I said, okay, why do scammers want your WhatsApp? And they want your WhatsApp because then they can get your phone number. And when you have your phone number, they can try to SIM swap your phone, use that number to log into your email, your bank account. Right. This is why people also on, you know, on Marketplace or whatever also ask for your phone number instantly. They're like, can we just oh, text really? about this? Yeah, it's the same. They're all trying to get, you know, the same type of thing. Yeah. So I just ignored the WhatsApp, but I still wanted mm-hmm. to hear more about these visions. So I said, yeah. how much is it for the console? I did cut right to the chase. Um, and yeah. he said, my dear, I don't charge for consultations, but if I care out the consultation and what is revealed to me involves money, I will let you know. He's like, don't bring money into this. This is like, <laughs> this, is, this is a higher, it's a higher calling. <laughs> So I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. This is what I said. I said, wow, that's so nice. I think I used to feel blocked in a lot of ways, but I'm gradually letting go of the judgments of others so that I can be better. And he said, okay, my dear, that's great. I will carry out the consultations to know the steps needed to permanently clear the blockages. And I said, thank you. That would be amazing. 
And so then he called me and I talked to him. <gasps> You're kidding. <laughs> you talked to him on the phone? I did. <laughs> what the hell? I was like, um, this, was, this was humoring me because it was just like a text exchange. But you had a video call with this man. Was it a FaceTime or was it an audio? It was an audio call on Instagram because he said he had carried out the consultation and he had visions to share and I wanted yeah. to hear the, the vision. So anyway, what he said literally is that the vision was that there needed to be some sacrifices <gasps> for my blockages to be cleared. And it was like five goats. <gasps> it was animal yeah, like, sacrifices. Animal sacrifices needed to be carried out. No wonder you're in Utah next to all that like wildlife. No wonder. Interesting. And he did have an accent where I do think that he was he was somewhere like in Africa. So it was kind of hard to understand, to be honest. But he was like, my villagers, essentially, we can carry out this sacrifice on oh, your behalf. Okay. Yeah. He's like, we just need you to pay for the animals. Right. So I was like, how much What's is this the total? Be? Do you want to guess how much it was? Five grand. $8,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you paid him. So you did it. So I sent him the money immediately. I was like, yeah. cheap. Cheap. No. So what happened is that I was like, it's too expensive. I can't afford the sacrifice, but thank you anyway. <laughs> and he proceeded to call me <gasps> like a hundred. I have so many, I have so many Stop. screenshots of them just constantly calling me and then sending me all these messages. And he says, my dear, you are very unserious about your life. I'm here to look over you and help you. You, you are oh not my serious. God. My fellows have arrived at my place. They have been here since yesterday and you're not replying. I'm a respectful person as are my fellows. And I, I've never been disrespected like this before. I already told oh you earlier gosh. that if it's it about the money, you can talk to me. We'll find a way to fix it. Why am I texting you? That is while I was praying today, your ancestors and all of them are God revealed something that is important else that you need to know. So I did Honestly, block him. And then wow. I restricted my DMs now are flooded on my personal account. Basically, it always shows there's new DMs coming mm. through. I think because of that, like, I think I'm on some sort of list now of like, this is yeah. a sucker who applies to us. Right, right. Dang. So anyway, guys, do not be tempted if someone DMs you that they have a vision for your life. Do indulge yourself in hearing about these fantasies because your DMs will be blown up ever since. I'm just going to say I'm, I can tell that you're still blocked and I'm sad for our podcast <laughs> that you didn't, you didn't invest in getting unblocked. So we're going to suffer because of it. It's a small price to pay. If all the literally blessings that are, you know, in store for me are just, it's only eight grand. It's like the price of a nose job. It's like nothing. permanently unblocked. A nose job maybe in 2002. Well, Chandler, I love you. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me love on your too. podcast. Thank you for having me on this podcast that we share together. You guys, this week on Patreon, I don't, I don't know if you can tell, but we feel like we're scraping from the bottom of the barrel in terms of uh, pop culture content. So we're going to do a little anonymous Q&A. I'm going to put up a post on Instagram. So if you're interested in asking us a question, we're going to do an anonymous Q&A. And then to support the pod, go to casitajewelry.com, use code POPAPOLOGIST, 30% off site-wide through August 31st. And enjoy Portugal, Chan. Thank you. Love you. Thank you thank enjoy you. the rest of your day. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, And we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.